Hi, thank you for joining us on Cannabis Tech Talks. This is Patricia Miller, Managing Editor of Cannabis and Tech Today. And joining me is Sean Cutter, CEO of Green Screens. Sean, I'm thrilled you could join us. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Well, before we dive into Green Screens and all the cool stuff that you're doing with that company, I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and sort of what drew you in the direction of joining a cannabis-centered business? Well, I am a geek. I love working with technology, solving problems, and having a background in technology, and founding, founding a company, and, and seeing the opportunity in the cannabis space with a new industry that has, has a lot of potential uh, in and of itself, but also the ability to, to rewrite and do things better and, and do it in a different way uh, and, and solve problems. So you describe yourself as a geek. Were you involved in the tech space prior to green screens? I, I was. I have a, a unique background of being from oil and gas, but being very much into technology. My first uh, company was a, an oil and gas startup. So we collected data from the field, monitored assets, notified people if there were problems, uh, uh, you know, really helped manage the overall operation that, that might span, you know, across North America. So for you, data and the importance of that has always been kind of pivotal to helping companies grow and scale. It's, it's critical. It, it's critical in any highly regulated industry. And, and that's where there's a lot of parallels between uh, oil and gas and, and energy overall and the cannabis industry. I found that interesting. So many regulated industries really do translate well to bringing that experience to cannabis and giving yeah. it some structure because it is in its infancy. Yeah. Um, so on that, let's dive into green screens a little bit. Can you tell yeah. me, um, what makes green screens unique? Because they're not the only company offering this, but you are doing it a little bit differently. Yeah, green screens really distinguishes itself on the market by we put the customer first. We solve problems with screens for our customers. And so our bread and butter is menu boards, but we do it in a way that, that still gives the dispensaries control, the control that they need, uh, but take, take as much off of their plate as they want you to. And so adapt the solution to, to use these screens, whether they're facing uh, our customer's customer, you know, the, the people at the dispensary pur purchasing product, where they might wanna communicate, educate their customers. But we also use screens to face employees and people because that helps the workflow as well, uh, providing information to the people they need it when they need it. Okay, and so, I mean, you've got uh, public-facing advertising, so you're getting information about brands across, and then you're alleviating some of that pressure on the bud tenders, for example, to do so much educating. And if you've got a big line, I think anyone who's, who's bought, at least in the Colorado market, has faced that feeling of like, oh, they've got to educate the guy in front of me on everything there is to know. So I think services like Green Screens can really help fill that gap. Mm -hmm. and, and it's it's also absolutely we we can fill that gap uh, in in the alternative 
for a lot of companies is just manpower and overhead. Uh, what happens when a customer is there, they see something that someone put on the board that's not in stock. That's, that's what I want. Now I got to choose something else. And now if at least, especially me personally, if there's a line, I want to move faster. I, I don't want to hold people up. And so maybe I'm just going to make a decision and not be happy with that. Um, or just not ultimately get the, all of the products that I want. So there's just a lot of breakdown that can happen in an industry where a lot of times these are first, second, and third time customers. They don't have the education on the products, what's available. Uh, and, 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 and that's not even if they're coming from, if they're coming from out of state, then they know even less. I mean, right. even me going to another state, it, it, I don't know any of the brands or products necessarily. And so it's a new discovery. And if there isn't information there, what am I left with? Mm -hmm. And I think for uh, some people who are kind of technophobic, the old blackboard, you know, special of the day has been kind of the route they've chosen. But let's talk about why data is so important and the kind of efficiency that you can get from having an automated system as opposed to writing out your specials. Uh, right. So what our system does by connecting directly to the point of sale and, and bringing that data in and depending on whether uh, people input data differently and, they, and there are mistakes and we've adapted our system so that we can bring that information in and, and better fit it to our menu boards, which snap together. So if a product sells out, it gets removed from the menu. There's no delay in what they see on the screen or what their customers will see on the screen. And, and that, that's powerful. Um, when you eliminate the need of anyone having to go back and update specials. But you can go beyond that. You can set up rules of what you want to see, um, pushing certain, you know, your, your own in-house brands if you're vertically integrated, uh, putting your, your daily specials on the board, engaging with your customers. This is all integrated and adaptable to the products that you have in inventory right then. I dig that. Um, something else I've been thinking about is how this technology can help people with compliance. Is that another facet of, of what Green Screens does? Yes, and, and you're, you're getting into, you know, especially the, the uses that we, that we see in staff room, uh, putting up notices, just reminders that, that the people that are working, it's a fast paced environment, things are selling out, uh, regulations may change. Having those, those changes and those notices as reminders that, that, are, that just serve to, to reinforce right before a bud tender walks out you know, onto the retail floor from the back room. That screen can have an impact where everyone's looking in the same place for that important information that might be coming, not just from that location or the retail, the manager on, on site that day, but it might be coming from district manager. You know, there are, it just gives you the ability to manage and communicate the same information. Um, and and that, that's something that uh, through our own conversations, educating ourselves with some of, uh, some of the, the largest re retailers uh, in, in, in traditional retail, you know, we, we appreciate the need for that consistent messaging to, to all your employees, especially how critical it is uh, because a license owner 
you cease to operate if you lose that license. You're no longer in business. You don't want to take that chance. And, and a lot of that final mile in an operation ends up being people and how well they're, they're trained and the information that they have that ultimately is derived from you know, the, the data that, that you're collecting and putting up. I appreciate that ability to kind of remove some of the human error and keep that consistency. I think that helps with the customer experience a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I'd also love to know, you know, how did you sort of get into not just technology and green screens, but have you any experience with cannabis yourself? If you were coming from a regulated industry, maybe it was more about opportunity than an interest in the product. It, there's certainly a lot of opportunity there when you see an industry that's going to go from you know, a few billion to tens of billions of dollars. There are lots of problems you know, that you end up dealing with and, and companies are all solving their own way. We, we see it in each one of our customers that the, the regulation allows for the uniqueness of every organization and, and that is also part of the problem. Uh, with people moving and, and understanding and, uh, and also analogous to, uh, to oil and gas. Um, and now I completely forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> let, me get, let me get a drink, sorry. Sure, yeah. And I, well, I think while you were working in oil and gas, you're seeing these similarities. Um, but maybe was there a, a personal part oh. of you that wanted to be around cannabis or work with it? Oh, so yeah, let me uh, kind of reset. I, I, I have a personal interest in, in cannabis being, uh, you know, a, a consumer and having benefited, uh, you know, from the medicinal uses of cannabis. There's, there, there, there's just no denying, denying the, the benefits of, of the, the plant and in the flower. And if, you know, if you want to be a part part of the industry, you know, also try to be helpful to the industry. And we, we really, uh, in everything that Green Screens does is, is trying to support, you know, the, the community and really instill that because that's, there's an opportunity with the industry, but you, you have to be a part of, of facilitating its growth. And uh, um, so having experienced the benefit personally, you, know, you want to be able to, to take that out and, uh, make sure it's sustainable and you know we're, we're i wouldn't say that we're out of the woods yet you know it's it's still not federally legal good point what are some of the the major challenges that you're seeing uh from a retail perspective as you're working with companies to instill and develop these tech solutions data integration data integration is a is a is a big problem uh, something that's different that really hit home for not, not just me when the light bulb, but this wasn't the light bulb moment. And it was oil and gas struggles for as much as it made you know, revenue that it generates, it never really got all its integrations and systems together because it's hard. It's hard to take a company that's acquired that operated differently and get their data into yours. That's really hard. And, or even switching systems. If, if you have a company on a point of sale or whatever system they're on, in oil and gas, they have to close the books every month. So it is a critical time going from system A 
to system B. That has to happen over a one month period usually because that filing has to happen with the state or they break it into regions and they'll convert region by region because of that regulatory filing, right? That is what impacts it because those are tough numbers. And if those get off, that's when the regulators come in, right? Cannabis, they close their books every day. Yeah. They have to submit every day. So think of what it's like to try to move to a different system, make sure everything is right for the next day. Wow. That's just, that's a hard thing to do. And no matter what part of the industry you look at, there's something else that someone needs something. Someone needs some data. Uh, what's in inventory? What's this? What's this line item? And it will come back to the, the, the data issue in that it's hard to get to like a source of truth, I think, uh, in, in the industry right now. And so do you feel like what you're doing with green screens is sort of bridging that gap? In, in some ways, it's not, it's not all of it, uh, but I, it, I can't tell you how many times we've gotten the initial customer feedback where our menus get turned on and this is the first time they're connected to the data and someone looks at the price and they say, hey, that's not what we charge for that. That's what the data says. That's what's in your system. Well, sure enough, someone keyed it in wrong. That happens a lot. So when you think of the data quality that Green Screens tries uh, to instill, the best data should be the data that's up on the screen in the store because no you know, person working there wants to be asked for a product that's not in stock. So if there was something not spelled right or they want to see it a different way, they, they clean it up because that's the way they want to present it to the, to the customer. And I imagine, you know, solutions like this that are giving people opportunities to become more efficient, maybe rely less on manpower for tasks that can be automated, that's probably become more important as the pandemic has really affected the way people are working, who can come into work. Have you seen more interest in the platform since you know, March of this year? A absolutely. There were, there were some interesting, uh, those, those first week, few weeks of the pandemic and shutdown and what's going to happen uh, and trying to find a way for for our screens to be useful. If, if our screens aren't useful and dispensaries got shut down, we're not in business anymore. Mm -hmm. and, and so we were working with customers, what, you know, what do you need? What does it look like? And everyone, everyone was kind of getting different, uh, different instructions and regulations were changing sometimes daily and just find a way for the screens to be useful and, and really leveraging a lot of the pieces. So the interest that we had is really now being formalized in what we call frontline services. And that's a, a collection of services that, that really help, uh, that, were, that were built during the shut-in and, and provided ways that using our system for what it already did or adding a little more helped make it a lot easier so, uh, to, to manage efficiently. Because if you have to maintain social distancing, it's about throughput. And throughput is maintaining that you are putting the maximum amount of customers through that store as efficiently as you can. And, and so that means queuing, uh, you know, providing some order ahead service or the ability to queue things in line and then, you know, be able to stand in line separately. 
So those things were adapted and now we're formally uh, putting them all in, in a set of services uh, that are a little more cohesive uh, and that's frontline services. So huge increase in, in demand for our, our services and screens uh, because people aren't gonna print out papers anymore in th three ring binders and you know, that shared touch, people want you know, some distance and, and that can be done with screens. Um, yeah, and, and there's a lot more coming in, in from the, you know, our response as, as retail and probably society, the use of screens, you know, for, for the pandemic, you know, just being able to educate someone who's in the store. Uh, uh, we're looking at screens that also take the temperature so someone can walk up. Maybe someone just wants to see that they're, you know, too warm before they go in. So it's kind of, you know, a, a bit of everything. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's really, really creative. I hadn't even thought about the implications for incorporating that kind of technology into it. Um, and I imagine further, it, it's become very difficult to, I think, communicate with people while you have your mask on. Um, you know, you're both trying to hear each other, maybe through plexiglass. And I've found myself lately kind of leaning in to talk to people because I can't understand them with the mask. And then you realize, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm not supposed to be that close to you. So that ability to, to digitize the messaging and the educational component, I think would be really valuable right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm also interested in kind of hearing what challenges you're anticipating in the future um, and sort of what's next for green screens. Uh, challenges, challenges, uh, I think, uh, for green screens, continued growth, maintaining our level of uh, customer satisfaction as we expand into new markets. Every market is a little bit different. We were started in Colorado, uh, but have expanded and are in 18 states now. So it's just, it's, it's hard to manage that growth and maintain, you know, the essence of who the company is uh, throughout um, that growth. Uh, as as an industry, it's it's maturing and in the system to mature with it. That our the data integration uh, will continue to be a, a challenge for us. Whether it's you know new customers coming to us wanting our service, and if we don't have the integration or the system doesn't perform, ultimately our service is affected. And it's just you know that that's going to take some time for the industry to to mature. I could see that. Absolutely. Mm. And then, uh, but, but uh, in terms of you know things that that Green Screens is also working on, you know, our focus has been retail, reimagining the retail experience. And and uh, since I uh, took over the company last year, the focus was really establishing our retail services and and getting that in place. And, and now that we've done that and that, that is, uh, it, it is expanding the, the way we want it, um, we're, we're focusing uh, our kind of next round of, of growth is gonna be on the brand side and working with brands on both brands that wanna launch into an existing market, but also brand new markets. How does a brand educate? How do they uh, get feedback from their customers? Uh, that's something that brands struggle with who are my customers? What do they want? It's, it's very limited in this industry for, for a brand to really operate. And do you work with brands to help create the, the content that you're showing? 
like we we, we do and, okay yeah and so you have um, someone in-house who's who's working to like oh you you know you want this slide going that way and you want a big logo up here and drop down that's right there. okay that, that that's right we we have a designer in-house and we we try to fill the gaps wherever wherever the the customer needs it so if if the customer uh has someone on staff and they can provide the content great we don't have to put that much time into it uh, but we've also been on site with a, a video production crew uh, for filming you know advertisements too and then how do they get the the customer feedback from you how are customers relaying their experience with green screens uh, so that's something that we're building in, uh, into uh, the frontline service kind of feedback mechanism. Uh, that's going to come in the form of you know, QR codes, forms uh, that that the that we work with the brands to collect. Um, some of this it kind of started as a more of a virtual pop-up concept, where it, think of it like a shelf talker or end cap, where that might be in traditional retail. This is something that a brand can then manage across, you know, multiple assets um, and, and, and leave that where they can leave that screen or, or, uh, or tablet there to tell more about their brand. It's, if you had that opportunity, it would, it, it would go a long way for a lot of, a lot of brands. Like having a virtual brand ambassador at every That's right. That's very cool. And think about a lot of the industry traditionally grew out of pop-ups and sending someone on site to give away product. That's how they, they, they did that to both get their name out, but also uh, to, uh, to collect data. Like if, if they had someone on site, they knew how many sales they had that day. Right. And so it was also visibility to what the market is saying is it are dispensaries okay to just have people standing you know around and taking up space maybe not so much maybe you're, you're less likely to send you know a representative on site to stand there for hours you know they want a, a different way to you know communicate you know who they are as a brand yeah absolutely um another facet of how you've been communicating your brand is by partnering with some interesting um, organizations. You recently partnered with The Last Prisoner Project, um, which is an organization we at Cannabis and Tech Today uh, really appreciate. Can you tell me a bit about Last Prisoner Project and why it was important for you to partner with them? Yeah, um, well that, that kind of come by way, you know, through relationships, you know, we started in, in Colorado and uh, um, come through a relationship that, that Ryan Sterling had. And when he brought it, it was, it was originally kind of approached more as, as an advertising, you know, opportunity, you know, in you know, where we would, you know, be, be paying money or, and, and it quickly changed around. We asked the question why, you know, we, you know, one of our, our, uh, you know, core values is, you know, giving back to, to the community. So we should just make this a, a part of who, who we are. And so changing it around where you know, we can use our network, you know, that's really what we have available to us that can have an impact when you have screens and dispensaries, you know, that can be communicating something, you know, uh, that, that is beneficial to the, the industry and, you know, what, what better, you know, place to start than the last prisoner project. You know, it's 
there are a lot of people benefiting from the cannabis industry, and yet, you know, there are a lot of people still in prison, you know, over, uh, you know, uh, prison charges that, that really need to be lifted. Uh, so what we can do is uh, communicate and educate that, you know, our, on our screens, you know, for, for the Last Prisoner Project. Yeah, I can really appreciate that. And you can learn more about Last Prisoner Project at, I believe it's lastprisonerproject.org. Um, and then where can people learn more about Green Screens and the work that you're doing? Greenscreens.tv. Beautiful. We have a lot of examples. We're fairly active on social media, so you can also find us on Instagram. Awesome. Um, I think we got some great insights during our talk, Sean. Really appreciate you sharing your time with us. Um, I'd like to also advise everyone to subscribe if they enjoyed today's content. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please stay tuned for the next Emerge Virtual Cannabis Conference and Expo. Until next time, this has been Sean Cutter and Patricia Miller signing off. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. Real quick, this episode is sponsored by RadSource Technologies. One of the biggest problems crop growers run into is the constant threat of mold and pathogens attacking their harvest, making the final product unviable. Well, RadSource Technologies has developed the RS420 Cannabis Irradiator, which uses modern X-ray irradiator technology to ensure that your product is irradiated safely and effectively with little to no changes to the cannabinoids or terpenes. For more information, check out www.radsource.com.